0: We're in a series of episodes right now from the Studebaker Talks, an event we held last fall in collaboration with South Bend City Church to listen to stories about South Bend's people, ingenuity, and progress. And it was a really special night. It was held at City Church's location, which happens to be a former Studebaker factory floor. We had seven speakers, a sold-out crowd of 250 people, and we raised nearly $3,000 for the South Bend Education Foundation. In case you haven't heard, we're doing it again, so save the date, October seventh, 2022, this year, back at Studebaker Building 112. Speaker submissions will be open during the month of May, and early bird tickets will be available sometime this summer. Today, we're hearing from Magistrate Judge Andre Gamage, who presides over a variety of civil and criminal matters in the St. Joseph County Circuit Court, and teaches as an adjunct professor at the University of Notre Dame School of Law. In 2020... He gathered judicial officers, community leaders, and clergy to develop a series of four expungement clinics called Fresh Start Fridays, and over 400 people showed up at the first clinic. Enjoy.
1: I'm here this evening to talk to you about justice. I thought about looking the word up and providing you with a definition. But because I've lived in justice my entire life, it wasn't necessary for me to look up the word. The word is complicated. It's deep. It's multifaceted. One of the things that I thought of that might convey to you, because it certainly conveys to me what justice is, is this road. It might seem simple in black, but it's complicated. See, justice is made up of a lot of things. It's made up of prosecutor prosecuting cases to the fullest extent of the law. That's justice. It's made up of the defense attorneys. Defending their clients with great zealousness. It's made up of people like myself who put this robe on every day. Who make decisions in criminal cases. But it's a symbol of of justice, not because of the person who's wearing the robe, but the robe itself. You don't stand up for the person. You stand up for the robe and what it symbolizes. Part of my job in a criminal case is to sentence people who've been convicted of crimes. And that sentence is not random. The legislature, people that we elected to make laws has given us parameters to determine what sentence a person should receive. The range of sentences might be between two and eight years for a particular sentence. And I have to weigh the aggravating circumstances and the mitigating circumstances to determine what the appropriate sentence is. In a case, I may decide after weighing the circumstances that a person should get four years. They serve their time, and they're done with that part of the sentence. Our legislature, in its wisdom, also came up in 2013 with something they called an expungement. And what that means is that if someone serves their sentence, whether misdemeanor or felony, I mean, not a murder or a sex offense, but 75% of the cases that people are convicted of can be expunged. And, and what does that mean? That means they've served their sentence and they've gone without committing another crime for anywhere between five and 10 years, depending on the, the case. And the law allows for their case to be sealed. From employers, so that the person who has served the time that we said they should serve for their offense can get a better job. It allows people who may have committed a crime and served their sentence to be able to get a better place to stay. to be able to go to the school with a child. That's the way we said justice is supposed to work. But I came to find that justice wasn't working. See, I ran into a man by the name of Archie. And... uh, you see, Archie had been convicted of selling 165 dollars worth of drugs in 1988 and finished serving his sentence in 1992. In 2020, an employer could still see his record and keep him from getting a job, getting a better place to stay. It was 30 years after he had served his sentence. You see, Archie was a different person. 30 years later, he had a kid to take care of. He wanted to provide a better opportunity for her, a better environment for her to grow up in, make more money to provide her with more. But he couldn't do it. Because what we had promised him. He wasn't getting. So when I came to that realization, I um, I was motivated. I was motivated to do something about it. One of the reasons why I was motivated is because I knew a little bit more about Archie's story. See, Archie's story wasn't like my story. I was born into a home with a loving mother and father. Took me to church on Sundays. Encouraged me to do well in school. Made the sacrifices necessary for me to have what I needed. I always had clothes on my back. There's always food on the table. They knew the value of an education. Even though they didn't have a chance to go to college, they they made the sacrifices for me to be able to first person in my household to go to college because they knew the difference it would make in my life. See, I didn't really have anything to do with that. I was born into that. Archie, He's not asking you to give him a pass for the drugs he sold, but his situation was different than mine and probably different than yours. See, Archie's father was never part of his life. His mother died of breast cancer when he was 13 years old. They owned the house. He had a guardian. Knew how to pay the bills, but up losing the house. To taxes. He was homeless for a period of time and lived in a car. See, that's what he was born into. What would your life be like? If that's the situation you were born into. I don't know what I would have done. Maybe I would have done the same thing he did. But my privilege motivated me. Because, see, I'm part of justice, and I had to do something very complicated. See, I had to motivate the prosecutor to file petitions for expungement. The prosecutors don't do that. I had to get the judges to fabricate orders out of a whole cloth to send to the state of Indianapolis who doesn't do that. The clerk's office had to do documents that they hadn't done before. I was motivated to do it. I was passionate about getting that done. Asking people, begging people, prosecutors, the judiciary, do something that you haven't done before. I can't do that. Why not? Because it hasn't been done before. I organized prosecutors, judiciary. City South Bend gave us a Community Center, Notre Dame law students did research for us to be able to help get expungements for the people in our community. Because our community has people who are eligible for expungement Thousands of people every year. They lined up just like that every Friday for four consecutive Fridays. We weren't handing out money. That line started at 11 o'clock in the morning and finished at 11 o'clock at night. Those people in that line are just like you. They're people. And we said they had paid their debt. But that wasn't the case. You see, I'm supposed to tell you now about how you should join in with this expungement effort. That you should sign on, that you should help out in ways, but I can't tell you that. Because I don't know if that motivates you. I don't know if making your community better is something that motivates you. I don't know if giving people in the community you live in making promises to them and not carrying them out I don't know if that motivates you it motivates me but it not it may not motivate you you've heard of many forms of injustice in our community and I don't know what it takes for you to participate or in what way you should participate. I believe in the Declaration of Freedom. Says that everybody who lives here has a right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. But how can people be happy? How can people pursue happiness? They don't have justice.